I had the opportunity um, several weeks ago to spend some time in ministry in Spanish Wells, and it was, it was in this particular book that I had opportunity to share. And I wanted to spend some time with Calvary sharing with you what I believe the Lord has really laid on my heart. Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses, chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires. And will turn away their ears from the truth. And will turn aside to myths. But you, you Timothy, be sober in all things. Endure hardship. Do the work of evangelists. Fulfill your ministry. When I read this text, it's hard sometimes, <clears throat> excuse me, for me not to, to come to tears when I consider this passage. Paul wrote this to Timothy while he was in prison in Rome. Paul saw the end coming, and he wanted to draft this last correspondence to his friend, his beloved child in the faith that he calls him in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 2. He calls him my beloved child. Paul wrote to Timothy, bearing in mind that his end was coming. In 2 Timothy 4, 6, he says, the time of my departure is at hand. It is believed that Paul was martyred. He was martyred during Nero's reign, and tradition has it that he was beheaded. And so I want you to put yourself in Paul's position. The end is near. I'm writing a final letter to my beloved son, my protege in the faith, and I want to encourage him. I want to challenge him. Times are difficult. And all through the book you hear him challenging Timothy. Timothy, don't be ashamed. He tells him to persevere. He tells him to suffer with me. He tells him to endure. And he says, Timothy, I want to just leave one final word with you before I go. And chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, is his final charge to his young protege. This is a challenge to all of us. I know it's a challenge to me as a minister, the challenge to all of us who have an opportunity to share God's word. Those of us who may do it from the pulpit, those of us who may do it from a Sunday school class, we may do it in a youth group, we may do it um, in various venues, but we have an opportunity to share God's word. And Paul challenges Timothy and he starts off with a very solemn charge. He says, Timothy, I solemnly charge you before God and the Lord Jesus Christ. 
He says, Timothy, I exhort you with the authority. This is serious, Timothy. And I solemnly charge you before God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Not before the pastors, not before the leaders. I want you to understand, Timothy, who you are standing before as I challenge you to preach the word. You have to give an account. You have to give an account to God and to Jesus Christ who is going to be our judge. He's going to judge the living and the dead. This is the one we stand before. This is the one who we must give an account to. And as you preach the word, I need you to recognize ultimately who you are preaching in the presence of. You're looking at the audience, at the congregation, yes, but understand the words that come out of your mouth, Timothy, ultimately you will give an account to God Almighty. He will judge the living and the dead at his appearing. He is coming back, Timothy. And when he returns, we're going to have to give an account. The seriousness of the charge is seen in who it is made before. It is made before God the Father and before his son, Jesus Christ. Preach the word. Make it known. Proclaim the word of God. The same word he just mentioned earlier in 2 Timothy chapter 3. The scripture that is given by inspiration of God that is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. Timothy, preach the word. And in telling Timothy to preach the word, he also tells him what not to preach. He's telling him, Timothy, the purpose of the ministry is not to preach motivational speeches. It's not to just give therapeutic talks. It's not to teach self-help doctrine. This is not the purpose of the pulpit. This is not the purpose of the man of God. The purpose of the man of God, the purpose of the people of God is to share the word of God. Not your words, not your designs, not your ideas, not your concepts, but our responsibility is to preach the word of God. That is where the power is. The power is in God's word. The change comes about in the lives of individuals when they engage and come into contact with the word of God, thereby coming in contact with God himself. Preach the word, a command, an imperative, not his own words. And we are told as teachers that those of us who teach God's word, we must be reminded, brethren, we will receive, we will incur a stricter judgment. Sometimes you hear persons argue about, I want an opportunity to, to, to come to the pulpit. I want an opportunity to preach God's word. I, I want a chance. This is nothing to take lightly. Nothing to take for granted. Nothing to take in a petty manner. There is a greater condemnation for those of us who take on the responsibility of proclaiming God's word. We are challenged to be disciplined, to, to take the effort to study to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth. We are called upon to put in the effort because we will be held accountable. 
Timothy, preach the word. Be ready, Timothy. Be ready at all times, in season and out of season. Be available, be prepared, be in a state of readiness. Constantly spend time in God's word because the opportunity at any time could present itself. So be ready, be ready. A friend related a story about a leader coming to him, coming to, to an individual and said, listen, I want you to share a message tomorrow, but, but I don't have any chance to prepare. Imagine Paul coming to Timothy and say, Timothy, I want you to share a word. And Timothy says, but, but give me a little chance. I got to go and do some preparation. Listen, we have got to be ready as God's people to share God's word at all times. Guess how we do that? We should be in God's word at all times. We should meditate on it day and night. We're supposed to be people of the book. And so we need to be prepared. How can you be prepared to be ready in season and out of season? By being in God's word at all times. Imagine the preacher not spending time in the very book that is his craft and trade, his tool. That's like an electrician not spending time with his meter, a carpenter not spending time with his hammer. This is, this is your tool. This is what you're called to use. You need to be familiar with it, spending time in it constantly. And Paul is telling Timothy, listen, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season to spread God's word. Reprove to express strong disapproval. We must use the word of God. And say again, don't, not, not your words. Boy, you shouldn't be doing that, you know, that ain't nice. No, 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 no. The word of God says that what you engaged in is sin. Reprove, rebuke to admonish, to warn, to speak to persons seriously to prevent them to a certain course of action. You see individuals engaging in something they shouldn't be doing it? Listen, tell them what God's word says. Challenge them with the word of God. Not your philosophy or your concepts or your perspective. Tell them what God's word says. Allow the word of God to convict. Allow the spirit of God to do his work through God's word. And then we exhort to encourage those individuals that are doing right. And we do it with patience and instruction. Paul is reminding Timothy as he goes back to 2 Timothy 2, 24 through 26. He says, the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. Peradventure, God would grant them repentance unto the acknowledging of the truth. Paul is encouraging Timothy, challenge God's people with the word. Period. No more, no less. Give them God's word. And allow the spirit of God to use the word of God to bring about the change that only God can bring. With patience, long-suffering, bearing under the challenges, 
instructing them, taking the time. One of the things we have to realize is that you need to know how to present God's word. You have to be a student of the word to be able to present it properly and allow God to use you. We don't want to put the time in because it takes time to study. It takes time to prepare. It takes time. So if you want to do proper instruction, teaching, then you've got to put the proper time in so that you are properly prepared to be used by God to share the truth of God's word. But we don't want to put the time in. Quick, hurry. Microwave time in God's word. We've got to put the effort in. Patience, instruction, study. This is overall Paul's instruction. Listen, always preach the word, Timothy. Always preach the word. People say to you, always talking about the word. That's beautiful. That's what you should be as a believer. Always sharing God's word. But this is when it gets hard. Why? This is what hits me to the core. Paul is challenging Timothy. Timothy, preach the word. You've got to get it out. You've got to get it consistently. Hammer it. Push it. Instruct it. Be patient with it. Why? Because, Timothy, the time is going to come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Oh, my goodness. Are you telling me the time will come possibly in Calvary Bible Church when the people will not endure, will not want to hear the truth of God's word? You're telling me that could happen here? The time will come when they will not endure sound Doctrine. The hearers will not tolerate, they will not put up with, they will not patiently listen to healthy, correct, sound teaching of God's word. They don't want to hear it anymore. Be tired of that. Timothy, you got to get it out there now because the time is going to come, but they won't take it. They don't want it. But they, as opposed to sound doctrine, they will heap up to themselves teachers, pile up. I was looking, I said, how is that possible? Back then, they were talking about it. I said, now it's even greater. I was looking online, I said, look at all of the Christian Religious, sorry, religious TV stations, religious radio stations, religious magazines. You can listen to anything and hear anyone you want to hear from any perspective. They will heap up to themselves, stack up teachers according to their own desires. They're going to take and gather teachers to tell them what they want to hear. Because what's coming from the pulpit, what they're hearing from the man of God, they don't want to hear anymore. So they're going to look out there and find people that are going to tell them exactly what they want to hear. Agreement with their own longings and cravings, agreement with their own forbidden desires. Teachers are going to tell them what they want to hear because they want to have their ears tickled. They don't want to hear this convicting, 
reproving, rebuking, and exhorting from Scripture. They don't want that anymore. What they want to hear is things that are going to make them feel good. They want to leave the church feeling excited. That was a beautiful word. They don't want to feel leaving with the conviction on their hearts, recognizing that the Word of God challenged them. The Word of God is calling not just for them to hear, but to change. Timothy, preach it. Because it's only the Word of God that can do that. Sound doctrine. They want their ears to be tickled. They don't want to change. They don't want to believe. They don't want to hear the convictions. They don't want to, they don't want to change their views and their perspectives. They like what they're doing. They're enjoying what they're doing. And they don't want to change. And they will turn their ears from the truth. Unwilling to listen. And they will be turned aside to fables. Oh no man, I can't be. Not here. I keep forgetting how long I've been here. My wife will remind me. But I've been here over 10 years. Thank you. Over 10 years in Calvary. And one thing I am challenged with at our assembly is the soundness of the teaching that comes from the pulpit. But saints at Calvary, you need to understand this. With this sound teaching comes accountability. With this sound teaching comes a responsibility. With this sound teaching, we're going to have to give an account. They will be turned to fables. Paul told Timothy this was going to happen. And I think Timothy was there, but Paul said this was going to happen before. In Acts 20, verse 28 through 31, Paul says, he calls the Ephesian elders to himself. And he wanted to talk to them. And this is what he tells them in Acts 20, verses 28 through 31. He says to them, Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. He is talking to leaders. To the shepherd, to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up, speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore, watch. And remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. As we continue on as a church, the challenge is coming. The challenge is here. And Paul is telling Timothy, even then, preach the word because of what was happening. So imagine today, What's happening in our church? People are being drawn away. 
They want to hear a certain message. They want someone to support them in their belief. And so they want to listen to teachers who will give them what they want to hear. Paul told Timothy, no. And then he finally wraps up. He said, Timothy, but you, I need you to be sober. I need you to be self-controlled under all circumstances. Timothy, don't get caught up with that. Don't get engaged in those type of things. You as a child of God need to maintain your self-control and order. Be sober. Endure hardship. They're coming. Listen, they're, gonna, they're not going to like the fact that you're teaching sound doctrine. They're not going to appreciate what you say. Everybody is not going to want to hear what you have to say, but you've got to do it. And guess what? You're going to receive suffering. Listen, this whole book was Paul telling Timothy, endure suffering, persevere. Don't be ashamed to suffer with those like me. Suffer with me. Don't be afraid. Listen, it's coming. We don't believe, but it's coming. And they are going to challenge us. They're challenging us even now. Listen to the media. Listen to the news. Listen to what's happening. Be aware of what's going around you. Being a Christian, standing for the truth of God's word. Right now, we are the problem. We are the issue. The intolerant. Not allowing individuals to live their true self. To engage in their own truth. Oh, my Lord said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. There is no other truth. They're believing the errors and the lies. And we as God's people have to preach the word. The word. Stick to the word. Do the work of an evangelist. They need to hear the truth of God's word. Fulfill your ministry. You know what you've been called to do. Or do you? Find out what you've been called to do and do it. Complete it. He says later on, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Can we say that? When we get to Paul's point and his position, can we say, I fought a good fight? I finished the course that God had called me to do? He's telling Timothy, Timothy, fulfill your ministry. Complete the task you have to do. Whatever you've been called to do, fulfill that. Why? Because the end is coming. Calvary Bible Church, we have been called to preach the word. We can't compromise it. We can't bend it. This, this, this is not a place for show. This is a place for ministry. And we've got to remember that. We've got to remember what we've been called for. I remember someone saying from this very pulpit that only the church can do what the church can do. Nobody else can do it. The government, 
The schools, they can do that, but they can't preach this gospel. This is what we've been called to do. So don't get caught up in everybody else's business. Let's do our business. Fulfill our ministry. The work that we've been called to do. Why? Because the entrance of God's word giveth light. And the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But to us which are saved, we know what it is. It is the power of God. It is the power of God. The word of God is quick and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. It pierces to the joints and marrow. It is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That is the word that we preach. The power of God. Not our words, but his word. I encourage us, Calvary. This is not a word of rebuke. This is a word of encouragement. Because the time is going to come where the airs are going to be tickled and this pulpit will be challenged. It's coming. It's coming. Let's prepare ourselves. Let's get into the word of God now. Let's engage scripture. Study it. Memorize it. Meditate it. Get into it now. Because soon, you better have the opportunity. And the freedoms that we enjoy so much could be taken away. Father, we thank you. We thank you that we have the privilege of your word. We thank you that we have the opportunity to read it. We thank you that it's available to us at all times. We thank you that we have the freedom in our country to read and to study and to memorize and to meditate. We thank you that we have the freedom in our country to preach the word without fair reprisal. We thank you that we have the privilege of coming together as God's people to spend time in your word, to spend time talking about it and studying it and discussing it, Father God. We thank you for this freedom. We thank you that we could walk around in our country with the Bible and not be afraid of someone taking it from us. We thank you that we have this privilege and we have this awesome opportunity. Let us not take it for granted. Thank you, Father God. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen.